Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. I'll never forget that moment in time when I actually saw who Jesus was. And that he actually was mindful of me. You know? I mean, it's, it's just to our mind and our emotions and our past experience, we just wonder why in the world would he want something to do with us? And I don't really know the answer completely, but all I know is that he sent Jesus so that we could be brought back to him. And it's a reality. It's not a I hope that happens. No, it's it's a done deal. Amen. Amen. Well, you want to get into the word this morning? That was that was pretty weak right there. You, you had an awesome opportunity that I, I threw you a softball and I said, you know, are you ready for the word this morning? And I should have heard. Yes. That's right. I mean, you know, when you sit down at a table and you know, mama fixed your favorite dish. Remember mama? Oh, yeah, my mom had her specialties, even though she was German. Um, I, I'd sat down, and, and I'd go, come on, bring it, right? Because I know it was going to be good. And that's what the Word of God is. The Word of God is food for our inner man. It, it's spiritual food. And we need to kind of belly up to the table, so to speak, and, and already be anticipating something that we need to hear. Something that's going to shine light on some areas. That's going to encourage. That's going to direct. That's going to bless. So are you ready for the word of God this morning? I sure am. How about all y'all out there in streamland? You got your book out. You got the, your instruction uh, manual for victorious living. You got the Bible out or your Bible app. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get in. Let's get into this. Father, we thank you for the word of God. The Bible calls itself faith food. That is actual a, actually a heavenly substance that has the ability to quicken and make alive and cause our inner man, our, the hidden man of our heart to grow through being fed. We know we have a responsibility. We can't just sit down at a table and just look at the food and just breathe in its aroma. No, we got to get it in us. And so we know that it's our responsibility to get the word of God in us. That comes by believing it. Not necessarily understanding it, but believing it. So we choose to believe today. And therefore, that heavenly substance, that life, and that truth that's in the word will get in us. And it'll impact us, help us, and bless us. Thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go on over to Mark. That would be in the New Testament. That's the second book in Matthew, Mark. And uh, go to the 16th chapter. We're going to talk about water baptism. 
uh, this morning. We've got a, a baptismal service coming up next Sunday afternoon at Sharon's. And so I, I like to teach on things so uh, that we're about to encounter so that we have the faith to appreciate what's going on and also to have the understanding of what's going on. So look here in Mark 16, 15. Looks like we got a projection today. Uh, this is Jesus speaking, and he's, he's, this is after his, his resurrection. See, there's a space of time from when Jesus was resurrected and paid the price in the holies of holies of heaven with his blood until the time he ascended on high. It was about 40 days. And so he was prepping the troops, so to speak, those that would be left behind to begin the early church. And so he's giving them instruction. In fact, he's giving you and I instruction. Now look what he says here. And he said, Jesus said unto them, and that would be those that remained, not only his inner circle, but all the disciples that were in that city of Jerusalem. He says, I want you to go into all the world. And what are you going to do out there? You're going to preach... The gospel, the gospel just means the good news. To who? Every creature. And then verse 16, that person that hears and believes, believes in the, the good news and receives Jesus Christ, and is what? Baptized, shall be what? Saved. Notice he says that any person that believes on Jesus Christ and receives him into their life, he or she receives him into their life, it says then they're ready to be baptized. And that will cause what God has for you to come to pass. Notice that this isn't a suggestion. He said, go into all the world. He said, preach the gospel. And then he says, he that believeth, baptize them. Hallelujah. So understand that Jesus gave us the commandment that once we believed on Jesus, we are to be baptized in water. Now, what is the significance of that? Why would he make that a priority for us? Why would he tell us to do that? Well, let's, let's get into the word and see. First and foremost, I want you to understand that water baptism cannot save someone by itself. And that really contradicts a, a lot of what many churches are preaching and what a lot of churches are practicing. I was brought up in a church where if the parents baptized you in water as an infant, as a baby, then right there they were a child of God and they were on their way to heaven. Am I the only one who went to a denomination like that? So my parents hosed me down, you know, by the pastor when I was several weeks old and then according to the doctrine of that denomination I'm now on my way to heaven but notice that this scripture over here says that you've got to believe and then be baptized how many of you know of an infant I don't have the ability to make a decision for Jesus Christ amen so too many people put too much emphasis on water baptism, making it a requirement to be saved. The Bible doesn't teach that. Amen. But it does have a place or Jesus wouldn't have 
commanded us to be baptized once we are a child of God through receiving him into our life. Now, go on over to Acts chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse 5. And what I want you to see briefly is that this is what the early church practiced. Once a person accepted Christ, once a person received Jesus into their life, into their life, then they were baptized. So salvation came first, and immediately after came water baptism. Look here in Acts chapter 8, verse 5, and here comes Philip, and he's an evangelist. And it says that he went down to the city of Samaria. And he preached Christ unto them. So he's doing exactly what Jesus said. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Right? And it says that the people with one accord gave heed to the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Then in verse 12 of that same chapter 8, it says that when they, and these were the people of Samaria, who heard the good news of the gospel preached, they believed the preaching concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. So, so right here, they received Christ as their Savior because they believed in the gospel and then they accepted it and they were born again. Amen. So at this point, the people of this city, those that came and received Christ as their Savior, they're now saved. So what happens next? In that same verse 12, we can finish it. It says, they believed the preaching uh, concerning the kingdom. They were born again. They believed in the name of Jesus. That's why they called upon his name. And they were, those that believed in Jesus, they were what? Baptized both men and women. Hallelujah. So we see this as a New Testament practice, a, a early church practice. Every time that they got someone saved, the next thing they did is they baptized those individuals in water. Now, let's talk about what does water baptism mean? Let me make this statement. Water baptism is reserved for those who have received Jesus. Therefore, baptism, water baptism, is a sign that Jesus is now in your life. And you can see how an infant couldn't, couldn't do that, right? So it's reserved for those who can make a decision for themselves. We call that the age of understanding. It's different for every, every child. But when they get old enough where they can make a decision for themselves, they can accept Christ and ask Jesus to come in their life. And then they're now qualified to be uh, baptized in water. You get that? Now, how is a person saved? Isn't that the million-dollar question? How is an individual saved? Now, every one of us heard something different growing up. Right? We heard a lot about going to heaven, didn't we? Now, I was taught that if I was a member of my church, 
if I went through catechism and got formal training, if I had a, a, a ceremony after I got that training and got a certificate, now I'm in good standing with the church and I'm on my way to heaven because I fulfilled the requirements of that church or that denomination in what they believed and taught. So when I came out here to Colorado, I just made the assumption I'm on my way to heaven. So in the meantime, I'll just live my life the way I want to. And then when I leave this earth, I'll go to heaven because, you know, I got hosed down as a baby. I was a member in good standing with the denomination. I went to formal religious training, and I have a certificate. <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go, you know? Look at me. But then I made the mistake of going to a church that taught the Bible. Be careful, kids. Be careful of those churches that teach from the Bible. Right? And I found this verse in Romans chapter, chapter 10, verse 9. You see this word, if? Then this is telling us there are certain conditions that have to be met in order to be saved or to receive salvation. So this word, if, which you'll see all through the Bible, says that if Bruce will do this, then this is what's going to happen to Bruce. Right? So I read this verse and found out that if Bruce will confess with his mouth the Lord Jesus or to call him at my Lord, that is to receive him as my personal Savior, Right? If I do that and shall believe in my, where? My heart is the man on the inside. It doesn't say and believe with my head, my mind, my understanding. No, it says to believe with my heart. See, one of the most important ways, the, the most important way to release the, the understanding of the Bible is to understand that the Bible's not talking to your outer man or to your mind. You see, each one of us, every human being is a three-part entity. We are a spirit, just like God. We have a mind, that's our intellect, our reasoning, our emotions, and we live in a body. What you're looking at this morning, right here, it's not me. Any more than you can go to my house and look at the house and say, that's Bruce. You would never go to my house and say, hi, Bruce. Right? Would you? I mean, I hope you don't. Maybe some Friday night, you know, but no, I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't relate with me as, as to my house, do you? In the natural. So we got to be careful that we don't relate to us being this house. This house. And so, thank goodness I'm not this body. I'm a lot better looking on the inside than I am on the outside. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? So, understand that salvation 
is the resurrecting of the person on the inside and our body is unchanged and our mind is unchanged. Because it's a spiritual birth, not a physical birth, not a mental birth. Amen. Amen. So when I confess the lordship of Jesus over my life and I believe that God had raised him from the dead, I received a heavenly birth and was saved. This is the action word to the word salvation. Salvation is a noun which says what we are when we receive Christ, but this is when I'm being saved is when I'm actually confessing him as my Lord, inviting him into my life, believing that God raised him from the dead, and then, boom, resurrection happens, and I become a new creature in Christ. Going over to the 13th verse, Vince, in that same chapter 10. For whosoever... Don't you love that the Bible and God's heart is open to every individual? Because sometimes we don't feel like we're good enough. Well, I know for sure that I'm a whosoever. Right? And and what did Jesus say in John 3, 16? He says, for God so loved who? The world. Everybody. And so that's the heart of God. He doesn't care about who we are now. He just wants to make us who he has caused us to be. That begins with salvation. So whosoever shall what? Call. That means to ask. Call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? I don't see water baptism in there. I don't see being a good person in there. I don't see belonging to a church in there. I don't see getting religion, religious training in there. I don't see getting our life cleaned up enough for God in there. Amen. 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 You see, religion is always focusing on your outer man. Get good enough for God. That's why I didn't go to church. I, I, you know, I was taught that the roof would fall in if I showed up. Right? I don't know where that came from. But no, when we, we, when we come to church, the, the roof is opened to a heaven. Amen. That's what happens when you come to church. It opens up for God to bless you. It doesn't fall in on you. I don't know who wants to follow a God like that. I'm not going to follow a God like that. Who's got lightning bolts and just waiting to send one at me, you know? Come on, Bruce, go ahead and do that. I'm going to get you. Who, who wants to serve a God like that? Come on. See, we don't clean ourselves up to get to God. We just accept that which does clean us up in receiving His Son. Amen. All right, I digress. All right. Once, we're talking about how do I get saved. Once I believe on and confess Jesus as my Lord, we're saved. Can't be that easy. (laughs) That's what the word says. I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to go by that. Amen. 
So once we believe on and confess Jesus as our Lord, we're gloriously saved, born again, receive salvation. Now we're qualified to get baptized in water. Now, number two, water baptism is just simply a physical example of what you have received spiritually. Did you ever notice that Jesus was always telling stories? He tells the story of the farmer who's throwing seeds. He tells the story of the, the prodigal. You know, the guy that ran off with all of daddy's inheritance and sped all he, you know, he had in wildest worldly living, right? That was a physical example of a spiritual truth. And so you can see what we're receiving in a realm that we can't see with a physical example. Right? And so when you're baptized in water, you're showing what happened to you spiritually. Look over here in Romans 6, 3. Romans 6, 3. It says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? What do you mean baptized into his death? Well, when, when, the, when the believer is submerged in the water, and it talks about being buried with Christ's death, well, we don't practice half-burying people. You know, well, maybe in the, the Living Dead movies, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's no arms sticking out of graves anymore, right? We, we put them six feet under. And so that's why in, in water baptism, you know, you make sure everything goes down under the water. And sometimes that's exciting as a pastor because you're pushing a leg down over here and you're pushing this down. You know, you're making sure everything's down, right? I want to bury this whole thing. I don't want anything not to get buried. It's a lot easier than that. I'm just, I'm trying to be funny. Anyway, um, try being the key word. So you're actually, the, going down in the water is now you're identifying with the, with the Lord's death. Because he went to hell for us. And we're signifying that. So I'm now being buried with him. And then it goes on to say, that, that we too may live a new life. So when you are raised up out of the water, that signifies that that which is dead is being resurrected into a new life. Amen. And you went down who you were, held captive in a, with a sin nature, separated from God, you went down in that water as that individual, but as you came up out of the water, now you're resurrected and you're a brand new person in Christ. And your past is no longer relevant because it's been erased and removed. All right? I, I really like the way this says it in Colossians 2.12. I'm reading from the living version, so it's going to be a little bit different here. But listen to this. For in baptism, you see how your old, evil nature died with him and was buried with him. 
Then you came up out of that water, out of death with him into a new life because you trusted the word of the mighty God who raised Jesus from the dead. So can you see that? That water baptism is showing that I was buried with him through the price Jesus paid. And then as I came out of that water of death, I was resurrected with a new life. I become a new person. The Bible calls it a new creature. Now understand that there are different reasons to get baptized in water. The first reason is, is as soon as you get, you receive Christ and you're born again, you need to follow what Jesus said and be baptized. I remember back in the day when, when we received the Lord. Well, actually, I received the Lord first before my wife, which kind of reminds me of a funny story, if you don't mind me telling it here in a second. I don't know. Yeah, you're in the story. Yeah, that's why I don't know. <laughs> so within weeks of receiving Christ as my Savior, I went and got baptized in water. And it was a very unassuming uh, ceremony, if you could even call it that. We borrowed the baptistry of a church in Longmont, and two of us went in there with a third person who did the, the water baptism. And, and, and the two of us confessed the Lord, and we went down in the water and came up. But what that did is it marked a line in the sand for me, naturally speaking. So then once... I was baptized, I started to identify with who I became and not what I was. For me, that was really important because I had a lot of entanglements with the world. You don't want to know about that guy. Thank goodness he's dead, right? But it gave me something natural. It gave me a point of contact to say, you know, that signifies that on that day, I left my old life behind. It's buried. It's still in the water. And now I have a new life in Christ. And so, number one, it's important for for one who receives Christ to get baptized as as soon as you can. But number two, water water baptism can also be used for a Christian where their life has kind of gotten out of control. And they're coming back to Christ. And they, they, they want to have kind of a landmark that they're, 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 they have a do-over, <laughs> a mulligan, as, as it were. They're, they're, they're going to live, they're going to change their life and follow Christ, and so they, wanna, they want something to signify that. And so water baptism is for them. Again, it's drawing a line in the sand. This is who I was, and this is this person I choose to be. And it can be really helpful. Well, the story that I wanted to tell you briefly is that uh, after I was born again, my wife received Christ. And so she wanted to be baptized. So this was in, I, I don't know if it was in the winter months or whatever, but Bruce came up with a brilliant idea. Well, let's do it in the bathtub. <laughs> and... Uh, we had an old-style bathtub that was kind of big, but it was still a bathtub. Well, 
And so we, we filled, we filled the, the, the tub up, and she gets into the water. You know, we, we do the ceremony. And, uh, and so I say, I now baptize you in the name of, of Jesus, in whom the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwell, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I went to push her down in the water where her head is. Well, when this went down, everything back here went up. <laughs> so it's like she slid. <laughs> you know how the toes are. And so I go, and she goes, and then I'm going, and I'm, that's when I'm starting to go like this. And so I had to hold her down for long enough to get everything under the water because I wanted to make sure everything got buried. Amen. That's not going to happen on Sunday. We're, we're trusting that's, that's the truth. There's a third reason why we need to be baptized in water. And water baptism is an opportunity to announce to the world that you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior. And that brings us to Matthew 10, 32. Matthew 10, 32. So, in that setting of baptism, it is a public setting. And it was very important for the Jews who were receiving Christ that they would publicly confess Jesus as their Lord because they're, they're breaking their relationship with Judaism. And so they did that publicly. A lot of the Jews that publicly were baptized in water were then denounced by their family and they would never have anything to do with them again. That's how the religious, the religious training that the Jews had received that anyone of your family that denounces Judaism, then they become an outcast. And so look what Jesus says here in, in Matthew 10, 32. He says, Whosoever shall confess me and that's what you're doing in water baptism. You're, you're reaffirming that you're confessing Jesus as your Savior. He says, if you do that before men, if you do that publicly, that person will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven. So water baptism gives every believer the opportunity to say, hey, Jesus is now my Lord. Amen. And through this water baptism, my old man is now buried and, and removed, and now I'm a new person in Christ. Yeah. And when you do that in a public setting, now Jesus is now bound to that when you go to heaven, Jesus is going to say, yeah, he confessed me before man. Now I'm confessing him before you. Amen. And you yes. have your way into heaven Amen. forever. Does that make sense? Yes. So... I want you to know that this opportunity is open to all. This is not a religious ceremony. It's, it's just simply being obedi obedient to Christ. You've got to take religion out of our relationship. Religion is just works. Re religion is pretend, pretending. Christianity is a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Walking with him, him walking with us. So this is open to, to anyone who wants to. You may even have someone in your family, in your household, that they've always wanted to be baptized in water. They're welcome. If they're willing to confess Jesus before all of us, then bring them. And we'll baptize them, and they can draw a line in the sand and call it good. So it's for the, the newly born-again believer. It's for the, the, the Christian that's coming back to God and wants to write something in the sand. It's also to fulfill this verse of Scripture to confess Jesus before men or for, before other human beings, so to speak. And then that means you're good before the Father. Does that make sense? Now, I, I believe I, I need to do this right now. Um, just, just bow your heads right now and close your eyes. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Now, the most important decision any individual can make in their lifetime is to invite Jesus Christ into their life. No one else can do that for you. Good works can't do that for you. Going to church can't do that for you. Being trained in the Bible can't do that for you because it has nothing to do with this outer man. It's a heart decision. And it's just simply believing in what Jesus has afforded us, has done for us, through his death, burial, and resurrection, and then just asking him to be in your heart, in your life. And so if you've yet to do that, I'm giving you the opportunity to do that here this morning. So while the heads are bowed, eyes are closed. If you want to invite Christ into your heart this morning, you want to take advantage of this moment in time, then just slip your hand up. No one's looking around. Just, just slip your hand up and say, yeah, I, I want to pray a prayer and ask Jesus into my life. Anyone here this morning? Now, I know this is a big hurdle to get over because you're sitting around with folks that you don't, you don't know everybody, right? It's a little intimidating. But just close yourself off and just look him in the eye. Is he saying, yeah, take this, take this opportunity now. Same question to those out there in the live stream. If, if you can't remember asking Jesus to come into your life, then you haven't. So this moment's for you. So out there, put your hand up. I'll pray for you. Put your hand up, and I'll pray for you. One other invitation. Maybe you are a Christian. Maybe you received him in times past. But you know, you're, you're not really living the life he, he has for you, and you're feeling guilty about it, and, and you want to have a fresh start. You, you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. You want to get all these things that are pushing you away from him under the blood, and removed, and you want to do over. You want to mulligan. If that's you this morning, go ahead and put your hand up real quick. I'll pray for you. Get that taken care of. You can leave this place in a righteous, holy state just by letting him wash you. Out there, same invitation. You're a Christian, yeah, you're on your way to heaven, but it's, t it's time to get serious. It's, it's time to get the past back in the past and start fresh and new.
All right, so I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. Keep your heads down. Keep your eyes closed. You out there, I want you to pray this with me. We're going to ask Jesus into our heart. We're all going to do it. Say, Father in heaven. Say that again. Father in heaven. I believe in your son. That Jesus Christ is God in flesh. I believe that Jesus hung on the cross for me. I believe he bared away my sin nature. And I take this opportunity to call upon his name. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. I confess you now as my Savior. I call on you, and you have responded. I'm now saved. I'm now washed. I'm now clean. I'm a new creature. Now for those others that, that you are a Christian, but you want to rededicate, refresh your relationship with him, say, Father in heaven, I'm like the prodigal. I've got away from Father's house. I've been living my life the way I want to live it. And I see now that I want to come back. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to be a part of what you're doing on the earth. And so I confess my sin. I confess my wrongdoing. And you said in your word that when we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. I receive that now. And now it's as if I was born again, again. I have right standing with you in Jesus' name. Now just lift your hands up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if you were one of those that either confessed Jesus for the first time, or maybe you were that prodigal that came back to Father's house, I've got some uh, literature that I'd like to send you. There'll be no charge, obviously, but we'll do it via email. So just email the church, uh, bfc3982 at gmail.com. Just tell me what you did. Uh, give me your name, and I'll respond back to you. And I'll solely use that email as communicating with you directly and not putting you on any kind of a list. BFC3982 at gmail.com. Amen. All right, so Amen. baptism next Sunday.